Hey, 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 it's John Grimes from Ambiguously Blind. If you're like me and have a fever for more cowbell, consider this your medicine, the AT Banter Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minow, and joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello, everyone. Uh, hey, who else do we have here? Oh, look, it is Dexter, the lovely, the talented <laughs> Liz Malone. It's always a bloody fine time. Oh gosh! <laughs> the amount of the amount, I'm telling you, the amount of inside jokes that come to come about because of the the initial five minutes uh, before we turn the mics on is uh, gold. Might, yeah, we might have to. We could just do a whole episode on that. Inside jokes. Yep. Hey, hey, and look who else it is. Hey, it's Mr. Steve Barkley. How you doing, Steve? I'm just dandy. Excellent. Uh, how's the uh, How's the new uh, office going? Good. Just about there. Got uh, the uh, big Mattingly order in uh, just oh, a couple days ago, and we've been putting prices on everything and getting it out in the showroom. So that'll be the last big uh, order, I think, that we've we've got coming for the time being. So we'll be uh, announcing the official open house festivities shortly oh that's gonna be awesome yeah i'll have to make sure that, are they gonna is it gonna be during business hours you're gonna are you gonna have any like you know into the evening or, or anything yeah I'll, I'll, I'll probably run one up to about 7 p.m oh perfect okay now i'll be able to come to that then you just you know, want the talk? free food uh, yeah oh there's gonna be free food oh, yeah, yeah there, there might be <laughs> <laughs> they'll throw some mozzarella sticks in the in the microwave well yep. we don't have a microwave so <laughs> yet Yet that's true. <laughs> what kind of a lunchroom do you have? Um, no, I was telling the guys last week you weren't here, but uh, you know, looking at the at, at the pictures of of the new space, uh, looks great. Like that demo room is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's you've done a really good job on that. I mean, it's better than anything that you know we had at any of our previous uh, iterations, like Aroga. Mm-hmm. Um, way better i can't believe you got a recliner in there just to simulate you know a living room it's very cool no thanks yeah so i mean it makes me just want to come there and and plop down the recliner and watch tv (laughs) well you can certainly do that (laughs) um hey ryan yeah rob why don't you tell the fine folks uh just what the heck we are up to today Today, we are speaking with Virginia Vuletta, who is the Director of Digital Strategy at AMI, to find out what's been happening over there. Welcome to the show, Virginia. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here and great to meet all of you. Uh, It's great to have you. Yeah, we are excited uh, to talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on with AMI because uh, I I feel like you guys have some kind of big news. And so I am not going to spoil it, uh, but maybe let's we'll dive into that later. But why don't we just start with giving us a little bit of an overview of yourself and and kind of what your role is over there at AMI? Absolutely. So I am, as you said, the director of digital strategy at Accessible Media. I have 
been there, I actually had to count this up the other day because I'd forgotten, uh, just coming up to nine years. Um, so I am responsible at AMI for all of our digital, um, what we call non-linear platforms. So any of the platforms that we have that are non-broadcast, so websites, mobile apps, um, other apps that we'll be talking about probably in this in this session. That is me and my team um, sort of spearheading that and, and developing things and testing things and doing all of that exciting stuff. Well, and the great thing about AMI, you know, is just the, the sheer volume of content. Um, so I'm, I'm, tr I'm deciding when, okay, well, why don't you tell us about this new thing that you're calling AMI Plus? Yeah, so AMI Plus is our new uh, multi-platform streaming platform. I said platform twice in the same sentence. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing people will yell at me. Um, but it is our it's our new platform. Um, we we have launched the we launched that sort of in November last year. And it is the first step of sort of our new digital strategy to launch several platforms, several streaming platforms, with the idea that we want our, our content to be sort of ubiquitous, if you like, on, on sort of streaming uh, platforms like web, mobile, our mobile apps, um, connected TV, um, fast channels, which you may have heard of, the free advertising streaming platforms like Pluto and, and Roku. Um, so really pushing out and you know developing developing um, apps and sites, and really getting our content out there in as on as many platforms as we can, where we know you know members of the disability community and wider are you know very very active and and want to see more more of this type of content, you know, we're, we're going to spend this year sort of really getting out there. Um, but the, you know, AMI Plus, as, as, as has been launched a couple of months ago, is kind of uh, putting our feet in the, and dipping our feet in that sort of digital pool, if you like. Um, it's a, it's a web-based um, platform. Um, so we, we've launched that so that, that people can have sort of a very comfortable and familiar experience. You know, if you've used any of any of the platforms that are out there, like your CBC Gems, your Netflixes, your Disney Plus, it's kind. It's using those same best practices so that the you know the the experience is very comfortable. It's there should be no surprises, but it's all AMI's original wonderful content. And what platforms is it currently on? Uh, right now, it's it's just on the website. Uh, so it's it's a browser-based um, platform right now. We are currently in the midst of developing for the Roku platform. So we're developing a Roku app. So that'll be our first connected TV platform. Um, then we will be relaunching our mobile apps. Uh, and we'll also, in amongst, in amongst all of that, um, in the course of, of this year, also be launching on on some fast platforms as well. Right. I'm yeah. curious to know how long has this sort of process been in development? Um, you know, how long does this something like this take to to roll out? It's yeah, it's, it's been in development for. I think the earliest phases started a couple of years ago, and and because of the kind of organization we are, we do a, we spend a lot of time in research. Um, both our own research and monitoring other research that's sort of happening in the in the, the broader market in terms of platforms. 
Um, so, you know, the research very clearly, and, and this is no secret, um, the research showed that, that um, you know, there is still interest in our in broadcast channels, but but you know people have moved wholesale into the digital realm, um, so that you know being able to access content on a streaming platform, sort of on the when I want it, where I want it, in the form that I want it, was was really really becoming predominant. Um, and we also you know from our own research panel heard that you know these are the these are the platforms that they were moving to, and they they kind of expected us to do the same thing. Which, which made total sense to us. Um, so, as you know, as the research sort of rolled up into that strategic direction, like guys, we we really need to start moving towards a digital platform. Um, we also had, you know, our our current websites you know, had been around for a little bit. They're you know great websites, but they had kind of taken a, a hybrid approach. That you know, we had corporate information and 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 our content in there. It was it was. Uh, Sort of a, a a dated approach, and we knew we wanted to move on to to do something that was you know really content focused, really content centric, you know exciting to look at, um, dynamic, and could sort of take us into into you know that that kind of market where we could start to develop you know, apps and really using the the AMI Plus brand to sort of freshen our approach to to content and really become you know a digital content company rather than sort of a broadcaster that happens to have a couple of websites right and i mean this because uh, it, it seems monumental to make this move i i, I mean i'm sure I, i'm not surprised that it took several years um even just from a, a technical um standpoint because you know that, that's it's a, there's a lot of content that you sort of have to move over and you're delivering it in a different way, you know, as a, you know, as opposed to like a schedule, a set schedule. Now you're talking about being able to deliver a lot of these programs um, on demand. What, technically, how sort of a, a big of a deal was it? And was there like a whole complete AMI plus team that was brought on and needed to sort of make all the technical aspects of this happen? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a great question because it, it was kind of a, it was a shift in organizational thinking for us, um, but a really, really positive move for the organization. I mean, some, organizationally, sometimes these things can be very scary and, and chaotic. Um, the way that we as an organization at AMI handled it, there was, there was a lot of collaboration um, between the, the programming and the production departments, the, the metadata people, um, there was a lot of work in the background that had to happen to sort of change up systems um, that you know, needed to be able to deliver content in a different way uh, and to be able to do it quickly and, and in an agile manner. Um, so there was a there was a large team of people within AMI, well, large, we're, we're a small company, but a, a very, very um, involved team of people through, from throughout the organization who were deeply focused in, you know, um, bringing in new um, scheduling systems, new um, conversion systems. We had to bring in a new uh, video management system that could handle all of this. So there was a lot of work happening behind the scenes, um, but you know, it was, it was a great thing to be able to see and a lot of collaboration on, and people got what we were doing and why we were doing it. So it was fantastic. So I want to talk a little bit um, about the platform itself. And when you're, when you're developing a platform like this, 
you you kind of have a little bit more control it seems to me um in ter- especially in, and i'm thinking in terms of things like accessibility so i'm thinking when you know when you're when you're broadcasting you know you can you can make it as accessible as you as you can um through you know through the programming but really you're it's only going to be as good as whatever whatever tv or whatever cable system or whatever however that person is getting the the channel that's that's as good of accessibility as they're they're going to get but with this you're kind of able to deliver more of an accessible experience can you speak a little bit to that yeah and well given who we are and what our mandate is um accessibility is is what we live and breathe um we are in the business of creating content for the the broader disability disability community um so you know first to to start with it's our mandate but um i think in in a couple of different areas because the content that we produce is highly accessible it's it's you know captioned it's always uh transcribed it's it comes with description um, so, you know, the content is is highly accessible to start with. Um, and the way that we develop platforms, we work very, very closely um, with professional accessibility testers. Um, we don't just sort of build something and then sort of layer in um, you know, that old that old practice of you know, let's make it beautiful and, and then we'll slap on some accessibility at the at the end of the project. Um, we we start from the beginning from scratch and build in the accessibility all the way through and then make sure that we're getting it tested all the way through. Um, you know, getting all of the feedback we can, good, bad, and neutral, to make sure that that we're building something that is highly accessible. And then we keep changing it. We we keep going back. We keep tweaking. We keep checking. We keep Know, modifying and, and just checking in to make sure that we're we're meeting our mandate there. Now, sort of in terms of content, because that's the other thing with AMI. I mean, there's the, the sheer volume of content that that's mm-hmm. out there because you know there's AMI audio and there's you know there's podcasts, there's um, documentaries, and and there's like a lot of daily sort of news shows. Uh, are, are, is everything going to be on demand, or are, are there going to be like some limitations? No, I think we've we've changed. You know, part of our evolution from being a you know 100% broadcast to you know to then being a broadcast company that that had a website to now you know, we're a digital content company. Um, our approach to licensing content has changed. Um, so you know previously you know what what I think you're describing is you know way back when you. Know, things went on up to broadcast and, and maybe you'd get a few sort of snippets that you might have permission to put on the website. Um, that model has flipped um, so that, you know, we now are, are commissioning content and creating content that is available for streaming. Um, obviously, we're, you know, we're, we're Canadian licensed, so our audience is Canadian. Um, so that, you know, that is sort of our, our boundary um, but all of our content is created so that it, it can be hosted on our digital platforms and and made available for streaming audiences so as rob mentioned ami audio so will ami audio ami tele i'll be coming over to ami plus as well yes uh, so the tele content is there so all of our content is up is up on ami plus um, previously they were separate websites we made the decision that that really no longer made sense. It's it's all um, you know it's all under one site. 
Um, so if you go to AMI Tele at the top of the page, you'll see AMI TV and then AMI Tele and then AMI Audio Live. So all of those services are available within the framework of AMI Plus. Nice. Yeah. It's it just having one home just mm-hmm. kind of made sense for us. <laughs> so it's you know it's it's all there. So you can you can play. You can you can take a look at, at what might intrigue you. You you might not have gone gone to the tele site if you didn't know it was there, but but now you can see it. Um, and the same for the you know the streaming the live content from our AMI audio service is there as well. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, I, I love that you can you, just one place and you can go, you can, all the podcasts are there, like everything is right there. Yeah, it's, it's why, why make, why make people fight for content? Let's make it easy. So talk to me a little bit then about the future plans. Um, because, you know, rolling this out to, you know, different, the, the different apps, right? You know, like you, you mentioned Roku, that's sort of the first step, but you I mean, there's, you know, whatever, Apple TV, there's Chromecast, there's, you know all of these other options as well is is that the sort of the long-term plan is to get them on those as well or are you just starting with roku and seeing how that goes that's that's really our long-term plan just to again you know we're we're monitoring these platforms because it's a very very um agile market there's there's content flowing between all of these platforms constantly so we're we're keeping an eye out on you know where are our audience which which platforms are our audience really interested in where do they go for content and and how can we play in that environment so that's what we're engaged in right now and and why we went to roku because it's 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 a very popular platform um so we're we're Focusing on Roku first and our and our own mobile apps, and then looking at other platforms as they evolve. With you know the idea of you know we want to make sure that our content is represented as widely as possible, uh, where you know, where our audience goes to find it. Well, and it must be tough too because you know I don't know what Roku's accessibility is now for somebody who's you know, blind like I am. Um, I tried it early on and had no success. Now I'm on Fire TV or Apple TV because their screen readers actually work. So yeah. what is what is that experience like? Do you have different teams testing these different platforms? Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting challenge for us. Um, for the mobile and the browser platforms, I mean, we work with a, a team of professional accessibility testers in a company out of Toronto called Fable, um, who do all of this testing for us. It becomes somewhat difficult, I guess, um, for <laughs> um, for things like you know the Roku devices, Amazon Fire, um, all of the connected TV devices, because they are so many of them. Mm-hmm. There, it's it's can be difficult to find that level of accessibility testing. Um, so what we are doing is you know reaching out to our own staff to you know to get help testing devices. Um, and what we did with with the AMI Plus product for the first time, we actually reached out to our um, our our sort of fans, if you like, and asked them if they would like to be beta testers um, for AMI Plus. That might be an approach we take with the, the Roku platform. We we we're sort of noodling around with that idea. Sure. Um, but certainly, I mean, we we want to make sure that these these platforms are tested by you know the people who are going to use them. Right. Um, yeah, but I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. It is, it's, it can be complex. It's a complex hardware environment. 
Um, so making sure that you, you can factor in all of those those platforms can be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially with a lot of these devices too, is that they 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 change the technology so often. I mean, you have you know you, you they change generations you know every six months almost. Yeah, yeah it's 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 interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Never a dull moment in the testing area. <laughs> yeah, no, well, let's talk a little bit about content then. So are there, because it's, it seems to me that when you're on a, you know, a digital platform, there, there are, there may be some, some opportunities open to you in terms of developing content and different types of content that maybe fits better on a digital platform than say they broadcast. Do you find is, is sort of the content planning changing now that that um, you guys are on this digital platform? It it is, um, yeah. I mean, I work very closely with our production department, sort of understanding um, as do my Marcom colleagues. Again, based on research, we do a lot of focus groups um, in trying to understand, you know, what content would you like to see? What content do you no longer want to see? Help us sort of figure out what we need to start to go out to our co-production partners and start to gather um, and encourage them to start creating content. Um, it can be, it, it's it's very interesting to, to sort of be part of those conversations now because I, I was in a, a content meeting last week where they're starting to, you know, develop trailers for potential pitches for content that's going to be created in the next couple or three years. And it's stunning. Um, it's, it's just beautiful, funny, touching um, content that, that people are starting to, to develop. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's developed not just for broadcast, it's developed sort of on that multi-platform um, sensibility it's not just here's a broadcast program that is that we're going to develop that's you know appointment viewing here's something that is that is a program that you know will come with some web extras some some other stuff that you can put out there um, it's really changing the thinking from just sort of that rigid broadcast mind to right. the, here's something that's flexible yeah. is there more opportunity for independent filmmakers let's say in canada to do something digital than it is to try and get something on broadcast hmm that's a Really interesting question. I guess it would depend, and I would I would defer to my production colleagues who, who would know sure. a lot more about this. But I guess yeah. it depends on on sort of the type of content. Okay. Um, you know, certainly I think this is just my view in the in sort of in the documentary um, area, uh, the documentary genre. Um, we have a lot of. Um, really great documentaries that that we've commissioned in the past but it's right. it's a really 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 expensive type of content to produce okay. so you know my thinking would be that that content would probably gravitate towards more of a you know digital film or or broadcast side of the business but you know, okay yeah. right but i mean it would seem to me like even even like you know extra content like you you mentioned um you know, bonus sort of content um, from some of some of the shows and even some of the documentaries, behind the scenes footage, makings mm -hmm. up, is stuff like that. That's you know much easier to sort of push out there on a digital platform and to have available than than on broadcast. So, you know, are there are there sort of plans for that? Like now that going forward, when you're developing a show, is is there like oh well, you know we'll 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 do some extras? Oh yeah, we we are constantly or our. Uh, our 
production teams are, are constantly um, reminding our, our co-production partners, you know, we, we want to have design behind the scenes. We want to have, you know, personal interest stuff. We want, you know, all of, all of the content that comes, you know, in the periphery around creating a show. We want you to create that and we want you to, del to deliver that. And one of the platforms I haven't mentioned is our social media platform. So, you know, our TikTok presence is just exploding. Um, so content for, for TikTok, content for YouTube, um, we, we put that sort of content out there on those platforms as well as creating sort of additional content on the digital platforms to, you know, keep people engaged and interested in, in the show content and create more engagement, you know, with the hosts and the cast and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I would assume that you I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity there when you when you have the flexibility of a digital platform you know, as opposed to broadcast, and for sure. One of the other um, plans for the AMI Plus platform is something that this is a common sort of best practice in the digital platforms. It's, a, it's kind of a first for us is adding in subscriptions. So you oh. can sign into the site. Um, and we want to, you know, we've, we've, we've tried to be very, very clear and we'll continue to be very, very clear. This is not a paid platform. We are not, we are not asking you to sign up to pay for anything. Um, what we wanted to do was was add in this capability so that we, as as we start to create more of the content that I was talking about over the next two or three years and start to really, really bulk out our catalog, um, we want to introduce more personalization. We want people to be able to create their own sort of interest lists. And we want to have um, the ability for you know people to have follow me, that kind of follow me experience. So right. those lists follow you, your accessibility settings follow you. You know, regardless of device, um, so it, it's adding you know a little bit more value for people right. um, if you sign up and you know create a create an account. But again, totally free and no obligation. You don't have to sign up. You you know you can still you know experience the site and enjoy the site without that. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, there's and there's a lot. Like I'm on. Um... You know, on my TV, I've got, uh, what is it called? Tubi, right? Which is a, it's a movie platform, but it's totally free. It's all, they're all garbage movies, but um, <laughs> it's free. But, but it's, but it's that same kind of concept where like you can, you can, you can interact with it without signing in or signing up at all. But it, ha it doesn't, then you don't have the capability of like having a watch list or, or it can't really track what you've watched before unless you know unless you're signing in because you know the system just can't just can't do it without that so it's really just it's more of a i guess a functional thing right like that way you know you can you can keep a list or you you do know what you've already watched and stuff yeah and if, you know if you're binging something and you have to take a break and walk away yeah. you know it'll remember where yeah you know, like yeah we're That's all right. familiar with that experience on on the yeah. other platforms so again just really taking those best practices that, again, people are used to. It's a comfortable experience and making sure we can accommodate that as well. Right. So we've got the Roku plans. I mean, it, it sounds like you guys are going to be pretty much busy for the next five years, I think, because <laughs> yep. uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of platforms. And between now and then, a lot of these platforms are going to change. Do you, do you I mean, when you, when you develop for something like Roku, like, do they, do they help you out at all? Like, do they, do you, do you interface with them and, and do they sort of give you a hand when you're developing for the platform or are you kind of on your own? Uh, no, they've, they've reached out to us. They reach out to us on a, on a couple of different levels. There's sort of the strategic level, um, which is, you know, we, we, 
you know, we're interested in your content. We're interested in sort of this type of content. So, you know, we will go away and, and sort of develop a, a nonlinear strategy for that. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, but then there is, you know, the technical side of it um, where, you know, they're, they're very open to, you know, here's our technical specs. How can we help you? You have any questions, you know, and and being very clear that they're there, you know, for you know if, if we need to reach out for help. Um, so it's been you know, and same with with Pluto, and and I expect the same kind of experience from the other platforms. It's all about the content. They they are interested in content. They they really want to you know create that um, frictionless ability to stream content with their platform. So it's been right. again right. very very collegial so far. Excellent. Yeah. And, and and this okay so this is something i'm just totally curious about uh, you may or may not know the answer to this but but i'm curious when you when you make that switch from broadcast to something like a, a digital streaming platform are you still constrained by things like sort of sort of canadian broadcast standards i mean you you technically are still a canadian broadcaster but when you're delivering it to a digital platform that's available anywhere it, like what sort of falls away in terms of, of broadcast standards and, and, and or, or do you, are you still constrained by by the same thing? We are still held to the same uh, hmm, the same standards. Yeah. And, and you know, we're we have a, an entire programming department that helps us with that, um, helps us with, you know, avgots and ratings and, and making sure that everything is um, is done to you know the way that, that you know, we are held to by, you know, a CRTC um, right. license. Um, you know, and, and making sure that you know our, our programming is you know creates a positive portrayal and all of sure. all of that necessary stuff. So, yeah, yeah it's um, very very aware of of what you know those standards are and how to and and maintaining those to, you know regardless of the platform. And and you guys haven't run into anything like where where you actually have to like do something like a you know a geo block. You know, you're blocking sort of international visitors to the platform or anything um, due to licensing or whatever? Well, we do have to do that. Uh, again, yeah. we are, okay. we are, um, we're licensed by the CRTC. So we are, um, you know, we, most of our con, well, I'll, I'll say our original content, the content that we ourselves create with our production teams right. is owned by us and, and is, is not constrained. Okay. Um, content that is, is created under license um, is geo-blocked. Um, and right. it's for Canadian okay. Canadian viewing only. Gotcha. Yeah. See that that gets that must get really complicated too. It yeah, it can it's it's complicated, but again, you know, we we have systems in place where, sure. you know, that metadata, again, this is all part of sort of the reorganization of, of our systems, making sure that we had systems in place that could capture that early and make sure those settings flow, flowed with the content. So we're not constantly chasing metadata or updating files. We know that, you know, this piece of content is geo-blocked to Canada for this date until this date. Um, right. And that goes with the content and it makes life so much easier. <laughs> yep. When you're having your conversations, I just want to go back to the um, Roku's and Amazon Fire OS and stuff of the world. When you're having these conversations with them, is accessibility becoming part of the mainstream conversation or is it still kind of a new concept to, the, to some of them? Um, to them, no. And regardless of the vendor, um, any conversation we have at sort of uh, at that level, um, accessibility is pretty much the first thing we mention. We're very, very 
clear, you know, we, we are a company that is in the business of creating content for the community of, of the disability community. Accessibility is, is absolutely key. Um, and we kind of hammer them with it constantly. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the, you know, and, and, you know, on the other side, the vendors, um, when we look at their technical specs, you know, they're, those are disclosed usually in their, in their, um, documentation, so we can kind of, get, kind of get a sense of you know what accessibility is built in, mm. what accessibility is required. So you know, caption formats, um, all of the, all of those sorts of things right. are, are generally documented um, and well understood. It's good to know those conversations are getting a lot easier to have with with a lot of these companies. Yeah, there used to be a time when we would mention accessibility and and the vendor would say, well, sure, our our product's available on the internet. No, that's not what we mean. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, at least there's no no blank stares now when you mention accessibility. Exactly. they, They know kind of what you're talking about. Will there be a feedback mechanism? I guess like, you know, we have AMI research panels now. You briefly touched on the possibility of having beta testers test out, you know, apps and that type of thing. Is there a a best method or a way for people to follow that information and stay in touch? Yeah. um, What we did with the AMI Plus experience was, you know, we, we gave we made sure that there was a, an email address that they could send us feedback. Um, we had a couple of, of um, phone calls with people who, who had had so much feedback that they just wanted to talk to someone. <laughs> um, so, you know, we set up meetings and we, we chatted. It was fabulous. It was wonderful. It was a great experience. Um, but we also um, decided to, and, and we'll, we'll probably do this again. We might, I think we'll, we can do it better next time. Um, but we, you know, created a bug list in our mm-hmm. our newsletter um that sort of said okay here's what we here's what we heard and here's what we've done to fix it uh, it was just kind of like a bug list that you would see in a in a you know a game software update right. um but it was it was important for us to make sure that the people who were involved in the in the beta test and the people who are interested in ami plus knew that we you know we the, their feedback wasn't falling into a hole. We were actually hearing it. We were looking at it. We were fixing things, or we were clarifying things. Whatever it was, whatever it was needed. Um, we just wanted to make sure that that we were were respecting people's time and their input, and wanting to make sure that the the platform was the best it could be for them. Excellent. Well, um, if, if if people. How, do you want to get to, to AMI? This is going to be a really easy question, but where the heck, where can they go to find AMI plus? AMI plus.ca. See, I knew that was going to be easy. What a softball question that was. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. I encourage everybody to go check it out. Uh, this is exciting. I, I love this. I, I love that uh, this on demand part. Cause you know, it, it's funny. I'm just, uh, I'm on it right now. And I went to, our community, because the organization that, that I work for, uh, we were actually featured on one of the episodes. And hey, right in the screenshot uh, of our episode, I can see my head <laughs> way back there in the background uh, in a crowd shot. So I am on AMI Plus. Awesome. Um, so there you go. But no, thank you so much, uh, Virginia, for joining us and talking about it. Best of luck uh, with Roku. Best of luck with, with all the other devices. And uh, yeah, keep up the great work. Thanks again. Have a good Thanks, one. Virginia. Take care. Take care. Thank Take care. you. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah, I love this. I love this site. Uh, it's great. So many 
people have gone digital. Like I watch the local news and then pretty much all of my viewing is either Pluto or Netflix. It's all yep. digital, right? So uh, you gotta go. I mean, on demand is just the, mm -hmm. the way to go. Um, you know, like I remember, like, and this is what uh, a year ago when, when our episode where, you know, the blind beginnings did the fashion show. Um, yeah, we had to wait you know, for like, you know, eight o'clock on a Sunday night or whatever to watch it. Uh, now it's just on demand and, yep. and that's great. Like, I love it. That's, you know, you, you, it's, it's the way of the world now. I, I think, I feel like you broadcast any broadcaster that's only on broadcast television. Uh, I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of behind the times. Dinosaurs. But I mean, but you think about it, like think about the sheer amount of content, the, the number of hours of content that you have to upload and you have to have uh, available for anybody to watch at any time. Uh, I mean, the technical component of that must be just staggering. I don't know how you do it. I just love that their website has that uh, feature on it where you can look up what what uh, accessible content is available, you know, at any specific yeah. time on your cable provider. I think that's awesome. Yeah, totally. Right. It's a great idea. And now I can watch all these shows. Like I couldn't watch any of these shows because I I can't try. I can't, like my brain actually doesn't do broadcast television anymore. Like I can't <laughs> I can't grok. Like when is this on? At what time? On what day? I I mean I don't know what I'm going to be doing at that point. So uh, this is great. Love it. Hmm. Well, we got a lot of yeah. I got a lot of watching to do. I want to watch yeah, that. Yeah, indeed. Because um, uh, I want to watch the whole like maybe what was that. Sh Oh, what was that? What was that show? The fashion show, fashion diss. Mm -hmm. I only ever watched a couple of those episodes because I only had access to them. But now I can go in and, and watch watch all of those because that was a with, great show with Ardra Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't watch stuff online like that, so I I have to wait till either the app comes to mobile or my Fire TV. Because why not? I don't watch TV off my computer. Well, why not? Why I not? never watch TV on my I computer. I don't. But you could. Not, I'm at my computer from nine to four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm usually on my computer, and then and then I'm running off of my smart yeah. TV. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll yeah. come. I'm a huge nerd. I have a computer hooked. I hooked up to my TV, so it's no problem for me. So, so you guys got to do just to check your laptop to the TV. No, but oh, I'm no. I'm working on my laptop. I'm multitasking. I need my TV to be my TV because I need my laptop to do work. Right. Oh yeah, you're a girl. You can multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Always so impressed with that ability. I, I I wish that my laptop served more of an entertainment purpose, but it is all work. And so yeah, so I have to put a put TV on and you know listen and have my face buried in my laptop and right. And look up occasionally or listen in or, you know. Rewind right. it so you can hear it again. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, I will say there, thank goodness for the pause button now with, yep. with TV on demand and, and everything. And, and oh, I know. To freeze I, live. Because, yeah, I just, it, it, I don't know who, like you said, Rob, who has the time to actually really do a, a, a <laughs> doing anymore? It has to be on demand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've just, it, we've built our lives around on demand now. Like we just, there's no going back to broadcast. I mean, as for much as like, there's a nostalgic thing for me, 
where you kind of do miss it in some way like you know like because remember how like you know like certain nights were like a big night like thursday it was like thursday night i mean it's like yeah, big because this is on and then this is on well all the stuff will come to broadcast first and then go to the streaming right or the on demand so like you know new new season of survivor is coming out but is it going to be you know your cable subscription first and then the next day it would become on demand or is it you know same 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 day same time right where it's released on both i don't know right. it'd be nice if everything was released everywhere all the time at the same time no yeah. i always think that the on demand has a little bit of a delay from the original broadcast date yeah it might just it might be 24 hours right but usually there's a, a little bit of a delay well, you know what else I was curious about, but I didn't really want to ask because I wasn't sure if it was in her sort of realm. But I also wonder how how advertising works, because don't you lose advertising revenue? Then if you're not on broadcast and you, you create a digital platform like this with no ads, don't you lose a bunch of ad revenue from that you would normally get in sort of a broadcast environment? Well, the thing is, then you, pick, but then you pick up the di but then you pick up, you know, digital advertising. So. Yeah. And yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And that the, one of the benefits of some of the digital advertising is that you can really, really hone in on on audiences that you that you can't as much on the broadcast side. So depending on how they build this app and, and, and all the bells and whistles that they put in there, I mean, they can put in things that you, you know, they can't skip past and things like that. And there's, there's there's definitely different opportunities if um if they go that route and they didn't say they're moving away from broadcast no that's true that's true like i i know totally and i'm sure that there's no plans for them to to do that yeah. but um but you do you definitely run the risk of fragmenting your your sure. audience in in uh, some respects because some people 100%. Are, oh my god i don't have to watch it on broadcast i'm gonna just sit here and yeah, just yeah. Because once they, when, you think that once they do build that out and it's available everywhere, it's whatever you can just get it on your TV, you can get it on your Chromecast. What you know, they've built out all the apps. Who like who would watch it on broadcast? I mean, really, when you when you can just watch it and binge watch it or watch it whenever you want, like that's it, it's pretty hard, I would think, to to compete with that in terms of. It's broadcast. probably hard to compete with it, but I think there's probably still a demographic. Yeah, that that are still you know cable seven o'clock ctv is blah 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 right right and right. they're not going to try and figure out how to use a smart tv it's just not right. going to happen and that that demographic is when you say roku to them they say Gushinta. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's there's the demographic just, there yeah there's so many choices broadcast. too right so which is the right platform for me and it's just yeah. a whole mess but oh, the idea of unskippable ads or so, it's so, it's so evil. <laughs> Please don't say that. Well, I, you know what, you know what bugs me out is that when I'm watching Amazon Prime and I'm watching shows that have the ads built in, an ad will come up because it's targeting my shopping cart. And I really, I, I'm like, okay, it's felt, it feels so dirty. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God, you are just, God, you guys are just, you won't even, I can't even just enjoy a show and just not have to be reminded. You know, I mean, and, and it's so blatantly obvious. Like I was looking at some shelving and then I started getting these ads for these nifty shelves. I was like, oh my oh, that's God. Funny. 
Yeah. I can start watching more Amazon Prime because I'll get ads for guitars. And Yo, yes, really, and... <laughs> they are such creepers. Yeah. Well, if it's really commercials that, that are tailored to my interest, then I'm, I'm probably OK with that. Well, you have to be really careful then what you put in your cart or if you somebody because there are definitely some things that I, I purchased for the people and now I'm I'm seeing the oh, ads funny. and it is a little it's a little weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. The thing that pisses me off is that you get an, an ad for Amazon Prime while you're watching Amazon Prime. It's like you already got Amazon Prime. <laughs> cool. Now you're just being dicks. <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm just sorry, I'm fascinated with this uh, CMI Plus. I'm going to go to town on it later, but I, I'm looking at fashion discs. They've got a whole, this, they've already, they filmed season two. I feel like we just talked to, to Ardra uh, about season one, but they've, they've already, yeah, they've, season two is done. There you go. But uh, Ryan, we should get you on this thing. What do you mean? Get me on what? Get, get you on fashion discs. They can give you a makeover. Oh, hell no. I'm as beautiful as I'm going to get. No, what are you talking about? They give you like a new wardrobe and stuff. Probably get all that stuff for free. Yeah, no jeans, sweatshirt. I'm good to go. No, see, I'm telling you, you probably, probably fly you out. Just the only time I get dressed up. It's great PR for the show. Be a think of of the show. Think of all the exposure. Let them make you look a little metrosexual. Let them like, you know, yeah. your eyebrows. Why and Why don't we go video and get a, uh, get a show AT banter on AMI plus. <laughs> well, after your makeover. You're forgetting my face made for radio. <laughs> Me and Steve, the, the, with lights, lights have a problem with Steve and I's heads. Just make up of, for that. I guess so. You have to a lot of pancake makeup on our foreheads. <laughs> well, listen, it's just an idea. I'm trying to get you a free trip out there and some yeah, free no. you get a, for a suit. Sure no, nope. the only time I get dressed up are deaths and funerals or open houses. <sighs> well, did I say deaths and funerals? I meant funerals yeah, and weddings. You did, you did, actually, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Listen, maybe I'll look, I'll I'll keep an eye out for some opportunities. Maybe we can maybe we can all go to go on something, go on one of these. Must be something that we'd all fit in with. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, who am I going to go to? Who am I going to go to? Hey, stick. <laughs> hey, list. <laughs> Oh, I'm so disappointed now. No, because you're no, you're next. You're ne- I'm trying to figure this out because you want to do the emails. I'm just trying. I got to recalibrate all of this now that we're all here. Okay, hey, Liz. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> where can what do you want? Find, where can people find us? Um, we will not be found on fashion this apparently. <laughs> so for the time being, atbanter.com. Okay, and then I'm leaving space for Steve to say, and if you want to email us, da 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 da. Oh, I'm not talking to you now. I I was I was first up, and then you just <laughs> skipped right past me to list. Just no, I'm trying to give you what you wanted. <laughs> All right, fine. If people want to email us, they can email us at cowbell. I whiffed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
sorry. The, the, the recovery strike was good. That, that, that is, let's do it again here. Then you you could email us about Ryan's lousy cowbell strike there at cowbell at atbanter.com. Um, hey, they can also, uh, what's left? Oh yeah, they can also find us on, wait, Ryan, what are you, what are you doing this again? There's nothing for you. How did this happen? Now that he does. He does he, social media. He just, no, I'm doing social media. No, he, does, no, he does social media so that you can do. And that's going to about do it for us this week. Right, blah, blah, blah. Okay, 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 yeah, ho- you. yeah, okay, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, Copy hog, Rob. Right, I'll come to rehearsals next week. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Ray. They can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook and X and Instagram and Mastodon. Coming soon to TikTok. We're on LinkedIn. Are we now? Yeah, we're on LinkedIn. Actually, I realized that today. I should have known that too. Yeah. Oh, wait, Uh, wait, wait. We had email. Oh, did we? We had email, remember? I oh, sent yeah, it to right. you. We did. Okay. We had comments yeah. on our show we did with Glide. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's true. Yeah. We had, we did, we get some, some interesting email people. Folks are, folks are kind of intrigued by that uh, Glide uh, device. Steve, you weren't here for this, this but um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting little device. How would you describe it, Ryan? It's a mobility device. So it's basically like, it's a it's a cane handle basically with wheels and a camera and all push sorts it, of sensors yeah. around it and you kind of push it and it can guide you around obstacles it's called glide or it's made by glidance yeah yep. yeah i've seen it yeah oh, have okay you? Yeah, well we i've seen it i've seen videos of it i should say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So we had People, them on the show yeah. Yeah, so we got some some you know emails from a few people. Thank you, incidentally, for emailing us because uh, we love it. Uh, that that yeah that that seem to be interested in keeping an eye on it. So there definitely is some interest there. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that that might be one to watch. Indeed. <laughs> All right, I think that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Virginia for joining us, and we will see everybody next week. Oh, thank God. I thought you'd never get that out. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions, as well as physical access solutions and augmentative communication aids across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com, or if you're in the Vancouver Lower Mainland, visit our storefront at number 106-828 West 8th Avenue in Vancouver, That's one block off Broadway at Willow. You can reach us by phone toll-free at 1-844-795-8324 or by email at sales at canastech.com.